You're listening to Tooth Be Told. For the latest updates, like our SPIU Alberta Facebook page and follow us at SPIU Alberta on Instagram. Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of the 2022-2023 school year. We're excited just to be back for our second year running the Tooth Be Told podcast. Some quick housekeeping things are that we will be doing monthly releases and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Okay, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today, I'm joined by my fellow classmate and co-host, Nick. Hey, everyone. I'm Nick. Happy to be back for another year on the Tooth Be Told podcast. We have a great guest today, so can't wait. Uh-huh. Speaking of our first guest, this uh, first speaker of ours is uh, Adam Manfren from the DDS 2023 class, and he's here to talk about changes that the DSA went through uh, within the past year. Hi, Adam. Howdy. How's it going, guys? One week in, so <laughs> still okay. It's pretty chill. No yeah. tests. Exactly. So how was your summer? Uh, it was busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doing lots of different stuff here, but it's, it is the, the way it is. You want to be prepped for fourth year if you can't during the summer. So nice. Nice. So do you want to start off by giving a little intro on yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. Um, so Adam, as, as you know, uh, I am a little bit older. I did my first degree in engineering and worked in the field for a few years before I decided that that's not stable enough for me and I uh, don't like computers that much. So I decided to change careers and become a dentist because my wife is smart and she said that's probably a good idea. And uh, shattered a bit, really liked the hands-on work, you know, wrote the dat. Uh, applied, uh, was lucky enough to get it on one go. Um, and here I am three years later. So having a, having a blast. For nice. <laughs> yeah. All ready to graduate soon too. So <laughs> yeah, that's what makes me so happy that the light's at the end of the tunnel here. <laughs> that's fair. And I know as a part of your time here at the school, you've been the treasurer of the DSA. Would you mind kind of going into well, a little bit what the DSA is all about and impact it has on students. Yeah, so the DSA primarily, its its sole primary function is to be the advocate for the students. So the example there is uh, when we were running into COVID and we had some issues trying to get into the clinic, uh, the DSA really pushed and worked with the faculty to get us back into the clinic as quickly as possible. And so that was that was important for the, the class of 2022 because they would have graduated late had had we not been negotiating with them. So that's that's our primary function. But the function that um, students end up really seeing, um, you know, not in meeting rooms or anything like that, is our events and our uh, and our sort of like uh, solidarity throughout the entire dentistry community. Um, I find I think especially with COVID and just the way our classes are structured, we don't really get to see each other's classes that often and uh dsa events are a great great way to you know actually hang out with your buds for once <laughs> in a non-clinical setting yeah so i'd say that's the big that's the big um the two main prongs of the dsa we also have a few other uh like little services um we got equipment for rent believe it or not uh ideally we'll be supplying with you guys with some free food and drinks 
Um, we operate the pulp chamber and try to provide like amenities in there, you know, PlayStation, computer, printer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's, we're just kind of around just to, to make the student experience a little bit more palatable. Thank you for that explanation. Um, can you also tell us a little bit more about your position as VP Finance or Treasurer on the DSA? Yeah, so VP, so the Treasury position is a little unique in the sense it can be up to a three-year term, uh, whereas all the other positions are single-year terms. Um, I, I really like that. Um, I have a two-year term right now, which just gives me a lot of opportunity to see every event, everything that happens during the year, and then be able to um, do quality improvement and all those. Um, so as the treasurer, uh, I'm responsible for you know collecting the, the fees, um, and I can talk about those a little bit later, and also for... Um, essentially making sure everyone gets recompensated uh, back uh, when they spend something for an event, let's say. So if you ever are spending for a DSA event, you'll send an expense report and I'll be the guy who approves it and sends you a check or sends you an e-transfer. I also build the budget. Uh, so I could talk about that because <laughs> it is quite extensive. Uh, we did a total restructure uh, last year that I sort of spearheaded because we definitely had some performance issues. So yeah, we can get into that later. But uh, that's essentially essentially my role. I'm the money guy. Nice, nice. I feel like the continuity, like being able to do that role really is like, because that'd be a oh. tough one transition year to year because so much goes on. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of moving parts to it. And it just gives me lots of opportunity to do improvement opportunities. So did you at the start of second year, is that when you were doing it? Or was it yeah. sort of? So I would have been elected in March of second year. Oh, okay. I probably really didn't get get her going until like June of that year, just because it's the way she goes. <laughs> so I know the DSA has gone through kind of like you mentioned a lot of changes. And one of the things I know you've been busy working on is making a website for the DSA. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what went into that, why you wanted to do that and how that's been going? Yeah, so uh, I'll just give you a little bit more of my background. I used to be um, the VP social for the Engineering Student Society way back in the day. And I learned a lot about running a large, um, I guess it would be a faculty um, association group or association student group, that is. Um, so when I came into DSA and I sort of saw our systems and sort of how things uh, operated, I, I realized that we definitely needed to do a lot of restructuring just to kind of become more very efficient uh, to spend our money wisely and to actually get the events out and to get things happening, especially over COVID, a lot of our events and a lot of um, DSA activities and student activities in general just went to the wayside. And I'm very concerned that we won't be able to get those traditions going again and we will lose that knowledge and we'll lose those traditions and that's we need those like we need to we need to we need to like let off some steam you know yeah, yeah. That we're even more separated from medicine we're not going to their block parties anymore we don't spend very much time with the medicine people so our community is even smaller so that's one of the main that was one of the main drivers for the the entire restructure and a lot of that is actually based on um making making everyone's jobs and lives easier in the sense of automation so that's where the website comes in um, instead of, you know, every single person, every student paying their fee to their class treasurer every year, 
And then that money gets e-transferred to the class treasurer. And then the class treasurer writes a check or says, sends an e-transfer. And then I put all those together. Why don't we just have everyone just pay directly right into the pot? It, it Take out two mil, middlemen, right? But I just wanted to give some functionality um, like offline to people so that uh, executives and student just to deburden everyone essentially, right? Why do, why have a person do something a computer can do? And for the amount of money it takes to run a website every year, it's like 150 bucks or something. Great investment, great investment. We blow way more than that on pizza. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess going into the, the website itself, um, there's some there's some decent functionality in there. Some stuff that I find, I think uh, most students may find helpful. So you can go and as soon as you pay your membership fee, uh, you'll have access to the full website. You'll be able to buy all of your event tickets there. Um, so there's no weird e-transfer and I don't know where this is going. And so all your event tickets will be set up there, your dates and times, all that will be set up. So it's a lot easier to, to for those transactions to happen and to actually have run an event. As, if we have merch, eventually, hopefully, um, we'll be able to sell merch from there as well. Another big function of the of the website is actually uh, sort of how our how sort of where we get our money. And I'll quickly just dive into it for just a second. Um, I know we pay fees, and they are not great. I don't like paying fees either, but fees really only comprise of thirteen percent of our income. Most of the money that we actually get that gets spent on events and you know that pays for everything is actually provided by our sponsors. They provide like 60 plus percent of our income. Um, so the fees are, they're there to keep us going. Um, but the sponsorships really do run the events for us. And essentially the website is a means for us to give something back to sponsors. Sponsors essentially want our attention. They're essentially advertising to us and they'll give us money for that, which is great. Lots of money. So if we have somewhere for them to advertise to us and we can sell them advertising packages, we make money and we are able to hold our events and the sponsors get our, our attention, which is ultimately what they want. They want to hire you and they want you to buy their stuff. <laughs> so that's that's the other, um, I guess, philosophies behind the website. But in terms of services, uh, like I mentioned, there's equipment rentals, uh, the shop um, and paying your memberships. Ideally we'll be selling, we'll have a database of uh, event manuals for students so that, um, all of our training documentation is located in one central area instead of uh, sort of lost within a Google Drive somewhere. And that way things are just easily accessible. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, the main, that's the main function of the website. Um, I wanna build more features into it over time, but uh, yeah, basically it's to make everyone's lives easier and to sell advertisements. Nice, yeah, I know. I mean, checking it out, the first little bit looks really cool. Got pictures of all of us too. So people get Yes, yeah, send me your pictures, please. <laughs> I will ask permission to post them on the website if I use them. Um, but send me them. I need anything I can get because I have to steal them from the yearbook people these days. So I know one of the things you did, you kind of touched on it a little bit, was the lowering of the DSA fees last year. Um, and for students that might be wondering, especially people first and second year, uh, is that something that we could maybe continue to see in the future? Is it maybe hard to know or? Yes, originally our fees were $75 uh, per member per year. So I think you ended up spending something like $300 on memberships. During COVID, uh, since we weren't having events, I 
and we had money in the budget to do so, I dropped those fees down to like $20 because I didn't think it was reasonable that since we weren't providing services. So when I restructured the budget, I was trying to figure out why are we charging a $75 fee? I was trying to figure out like, where do all these numbers line up? And then I realized our budget doesn't make any sense at all. So um, we had to rebuild it. Um, and it took, it took a lot of work, but I think if we can save everybody, you know, two, 300 bucks, why not, right? So now instead of collecting uh, fees once a year for every year, you collect fees once in your first year and you have a lifetime membership. So nice and easy, not so many transactions. And then by the time you're in fourth year and you're all better, you'll, it's too late. You already paid your fee. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. I, I think paying fees, nobody likes paying fees. So I'm very happy that we have a lowered fee. And yeah, um, we also have heard that the class bank accounts have been combined into one central account. Uh, what prompted this change and how does this affect each of the DHDDS classes? Okay, so yes and no. Um, originally, I wanted to uh, reduce. So we were paying something like $1,000 or $1,200 in bank fees because we had like 13 accounts with a lot of them with no activity. Um, so I was like, okay, this is just hemorrhaging money here. So let's try to close that up. But instead of actually closing, we closed a few extra redundant accounts, but then um, with some um, negotiations with Scotiabank and a little bit of nudging, I managed to have them waive fees and I'm going to have to continue to follow up with them to have them waive fees because they, their uh, DSA rep seems to change over as fast as we do. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> having a, the Scotia contacts important. So I actually was able to get a really good um, sponsorship agreement with Scotia. Um, that's kind of set in stone now that we have uh, letters and documentation for. Uh, Scotia will now provide $5,000 for uh, the graduating class. So $2,500 to DH and $2,500 to uh, DDS for their graduation. They're going to provide us with free banking services now. <laughs> and uh, on the back end, they, they're providing us with a service called Scotia Connect, which allows me to do a lot of, um, instead of writing you guys checks, I'm, I'm able to do electronic transfers that are secured by two signatures. So obviously I shouldn't, like I can't write a check and just sign it. There has to be another check and balance. So instead of having me having to walk that check over to the president or the internal, they just get an email notification and can electronically um, approve. So that makes my life a lot easier. Probably makes a lot of people's lives easier in the sense that they'll get their um, they'll get their checks a lot faster. <laughs> right. Okay. That explains a lot because like I had a bunch of questions about this because I'm the class treasurer and I wasn't sure like if we had a central account how that would affect yep. my role. My next question is um, with these changes, does this change the class treasurer's role at all or is it the same? So for treasury, it's gonna be, um, your load is gonna be a little bit lightened, which is good. Um, essentially, if there's any fundraising you do specifically for your class, uh, the unfortunate thing is you gotta walk the money to the bank now. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the one change, um, we can't do uh, electronic transfers just because they weren't secure in the system we had. So now that I've like, we've, I've went around and uh, really uh, upgraded the security and the controls in, in DSA as well. Um, makes the treasury job convenient and less, more convenient and less convenient. So you don't have to collect fees from your class anymore because they're just going directly to the website. 
All you have to do is provide uh, the treasurer with a class roster for the first year and your treasurer is going to collect all the fees and then their job is kind of done other than, you know, depositing money into your account um, that would have from whatever you guys raise. And at the very end of the year, uh, you'll be the one with the president to receive, to get like a payout of your class's entire fund. And that will be your graduation fund. So as the treasurer, you'll basically be responsible for um, your graduation fund, essentially. Uh, so job's a little bit easier, but yeah, the problem is you have to walk the money to the bank now. Um, <laughs> that's, the, that's the one issue. I'm going to give every treasurer like a direct deposit form and they'll be able to put the money right in. But any, or you can walk it to me because I can do it electronically too. So your life, your life's easier and harder. Um, probably easier, I'd say. Well, okay. there you go, Ying. The job got easier. <laughs> got easier. I'll get more steps in. Yeah, exactly. Size <laughs> <laughs> now is perfect. <laughs> if it's cash, you got to walk it to the bank. But if it's check, I can deposit it for you. So. Okay. <laughs> So pivoting a little bit, um, I know on the DSA this year, uh, on the exec team, there's a new role of VP external uh, that you, I know, kind of helped create. So I'm wondering if you can kind of go into why you've made that role. And for full disclosure, that is my role on the DSA. But <laughs> I swear I'm not bringing this up just to make myself feel good. But Adam could probably explain it better than I can. So you um yeah, I kind of masterminded that role because uh, we would get our sponsorship coordination uh, wasn't wasn't great. And since we can generate so much income from sponsors, having a dedicated person uh, to essentially um, either be uh, managing and leading uh, event sponsorship teams to be asking for the right sponsors for the right people, but also just asking and really developing relationship with sponsors uh, is essentially the role of the VP external. So essentially what they would do is they'll be emailing um, known sponsors or potentially new sponsors. We have a series of uh, sponsorship letters and levels. So essentially it's, if you give us this much, we will give you a few posts on our Facebook. We'll give you an advertisement on our website, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that way we have sort of one person who's um, kind of overseeing all of our sponsors because it's such a crucial role for DSA so much of our income comes from the sponsorship. So essentially, VP external is Game of Thrones master of sponsors. Yeah, no, we're very lucky. A lot of great companies and people sponsor us. So definitely. Oh, yeah. we are blessed at the like we are as the dental students, we are blessed because we have sponsors that are generous and they got deep pockets and they're happy to happy to share the wealth. Just a follow-up question on that, since um, for me, like I, I've done a lot of events here and I just wanted to ask, like, say in the future, somebody is, you know, running charity ball or running the Pete's fundraiser. So what would the external for those committees do in terms of um, contacting the VP external here or like, what is the connection there and how would that work? Yeah. So VP external is going to have a master, will have the master sponsorship list and it won't be necessarily his job for specific events to be contacting sponsors, but he's going to be ensuring that whoever is running the sponsorship for those events is contacting sponsors early enough. That's absolutely crucial um, because if we ask for sponsorships, you know, within a week or two weeks of an event, it, they take a, they take some time to turn over um, so we, 
we need a little bit more lead time. So the, the VP external is sort of, uh, it's going to be nudging and asking folks uh, who are on a specific event teams to be saying, here is a list of sponsors. We should really start contacting them now. Let me know how they're going. I can produce um, invoices for you. I can produce sponsorship letters for you. And that way the sponsors have what they need. And it just sort of facilitates, it makes it a lot easier for the individuals who are, you know, volunteering as a, in a sponsorship role to have some centralized leadership. Thank you for that clarification. I think it'll, this role will really like streamline everything in the future with events. And that's great. Moving on uh, for our next question for our yearbook, I believe we're trying to create this ourselves now instead of uh, going through a company or a third party. What led to this decision? And is it is it rough on your end? <laughs> yearbook. Oh my goodness, the yearbook. Oh, don't even get me started. Um, uh, without getting way too much into it, I sort of infiltrated the yearbook um, because from a financial point of view, the yearbook is a financial disaster. Um, so I sort of had to infiltrate yearbook and figure out what was going on there. Um, essentially, we have an advertising contract with a company called College University Advertising, CU. Um, when I was looking at the numbers, uh, they essentially we have a couple pages of ads in the yearbook, uh, and we sell this ad space for a significant amount. Um, I realized that with the current ad space or even an additional page, um, we could be selling ad space and actually generating an income off of the yearbook It'll instead of generating a very large net loss. <laughs> um, so essentially a lot of the fees um, originally for the DSA were to actually compensate for the fact we were losing so much money on the yearbook. We were in a really bad contract with this college university advertising company because they would contact the same 11 advertisers every year and take half of the advertising money that they would give us. And they were, I saw no growth from what they were doing. I said, I contacted them several times and I said, it's been five years and we're getting less money than we did before. What's going on here? Aren't you guys supposed to be getting us more sponsors and more money? I said, how can you possibly justify taking, you know, I think their take is something like seven or eight grand. I said, how can you possibly justify taking seven or eight grand when you've literally been losing more business for us? So they couldn't really give me a good answer. And the website was a nice, easy solution to be like, let's skip the middleman here, contact those sponsors directly, have them give us 100% of the money. And why do we even need CU? They were providing us any sort of services. They weren't generating ad content for us. That's for sure. So instead of now having the yearbook hemorrhage money, where it's ideally going to make money. And I'd like to, hopefully, it may not be me, but hopefully the next treasurer can further reduce fees um, when this system is fully established. So uh, kind of switching it up a little bit. Um, one of the things that I don't know if people know about the U of A now is that there's a lot more advanced placement AP students in each year and in each class. Um, so with that increase in students and then like equipment and sundries instructors, we were wondering, uh, does the DSA get involved in sort of advocating for any sort of role in that and kind of expand on that if so? Um, so that, that's going to be 
I think that's going to be a, definitely a point of contention that's going to come, that's going to arise this year. I definitely see that happening. Um, since we haven't felt the effects yet, unfortunately, um, student groups tend to be uh, a little bit more reactive than proactive. <laughs> um, so we'll have to see um, just how much uh, the AP, like the <clears throat> the like additional clinical burden is going to affect the quality of education and the quality of our experience. So from that's basically what we're going to have to jump off for with um, advocation for additional students. But we already know that our our DSA facilities, specifically the pulp chamber, does mm -hmm. not. I think even there's not even enough lockers on the eighth floor. I think to even run to, to even have to to sustain everyone. So. We're working right now with the faculty to actually get um, lockers and storage set up in the bulb chamber just to handle that overflow. And especially if you want somewhere to hang your jacket, et cetera, put your dirty shoes, I don't, I don't know. So we're trying to work with the faculty um, to get some more resources there and to also adjust. But I think ultimately, I think this may end up being a, a bit of a reactive scenario where we see just how much this is gonna affect us. Mm -hmm. um, so you, that's where the, the third years are going to be really important um, because as you know, the fourth years are going. So we're going to be like, bye-bye. So it's going to be, if you guys push and you guys come to your DSA and you say, hey, we're having problems, then we're going to do something about it. If you ask, you shall receive. That's my big thing. So talk to us. There's a contact form on the DSA as well. Um, another, I was trying to build an anonymous contact form as well. So you can submit um, like issues uh, anonymously because mm -hmm. uh, I think some folks aren't super comfortable with approaching their class reps. Um, so we, I wanted to build a functionality uh, in there and that way, you know, you could report something like that. Obviously if something unprofessional is happening, hit the button though. Oh, sorry. I'll let you go. But just on the AP students, the ones we have in our class are awesome and they've been like a great addition and we love having them. And it'll be interesting to see when, there's a lot more over the next couple of years, how that all runs, but. It's the logistics, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Alrighty. So for our last question here, um, you are now in fourth year. Uh, what are your plans moving forward after graduation? If you know. Yeah, my plans are um, not dictated by me. So my wife is way smarter than I am. Uh, she has a fellowship in radiology something i can't even pronounce um down <laughs> in harvard so i have to hustle my butt and get an agd or a gpr in boston so that i can stay with her for the year so i uh, i don't really have too much of a choice here so i'm doing an agd gpr hoping and praying <laughs> hoping and praying um i got a couple interviews so far uh so i think things are looking looking good um Actually, word of advice for you third years and just all of you guys, May of your third year, have all of your stuff ready. Because that's when the, if you're thinking about doing applications, the American applications open in May, even though the deadlines are in October. If I'm getting interview spots right now, that's less interview spots in the pool if you're applying later, right? So the earlier you apply, the better your odds. So I would just... Uh, word of advice for you guys there because those applications take a long time good to know we got a couple months then yeeing before that but that I'm is gonna good start right now <laughs> yeah like just start feeling out the profs that you want uh to do your references and um 
have your CV super up to date, uh, and you'll be you'll be pretty good. But it is uh, it's a time commitment, but it's worth it. Awesome. Well, Adam, thanks so much. That was a ton of fun. I feel like we went over a lot of stuff, learned a lot of stuff about the DSA. So thanks so much for coming on. Hey, no worries, guys. Uh, come visit me anytime. I live in the DSA office. So perfect. And- coffee and snacks for you. Oh, there you in go. That office, in that office. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a link to the new DSA website on our SPIA Facebook page. And if anyone wants to check that out and uh, I guess we'll catch everyone next month with our next episode of tooth be told. Thank you so much for listening. Chat with me anytime guys. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk. Have a good one. Bye.